and he thought if he swirled his face in Photoshop, <laughs> nobody would know. And I said, well, we can, we can disworlify you. And, <laughs> and that's what they did. We... <laughs> <laughs> De- <laughs> My new favorite word. We can de- we can deswirlify him. We can make him better, stronger, faster. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Deswirlification. Welcome to Nerd Burger, episode two sixty four. Hey, 264. That's the magic number. Holy shit. That was, that was, uh, that was, uh, Craig's, uh, first Kickstarter. 263 was the number. 264 was the number that beat that number. It is the number that is one higher than the number that precedes it. Yes. Correct. And it is a number that is less than half of the total, but we'll get to that in a minute. Because we have a guest. We do. Hello, DD. One, two, three. Eric the Hoffer Welcome, Andy. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Andy. <laughs> wow. Who's your guest? You are. Oh. Oh, wait. No, actually, Craig's the Craig's guest. The guest. <laughs> oh, we're going to play this game. Wonderful. I'm, but sitting, we're using... I'm sitting in the host chair. That's right. Andy is sitting directly across from me, where I usually see Craig. Yeah. Oh, um, Craig, by the way, just fair warning, your headphones have been resized to a normal head. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll make sure to expand them out to the size of my giant skull when I'm over there again. All, all the way? Were they maxed yes. out? Yes, they were. <laughs> Admittedly, they are inexpensive headphones, so a quality pair of headphones may have another notch or two left sure, to go. Sure. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy. I'm Craig. I'm Mike. I'm and Andy Craig. is our guest, <laughs> except, <laughs> except he's in the studio and I'm not. All kinds of because, things are turned around. Yeah, because I went to Conglomeration, which Mike likes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> likes the name of. Um on the weekend the before the Kickstarter, yeah, the weekend before the Kickstarter wrapped up, and I got myself a uh, a dose of concrud that set in about Wednesday last week, and so I spent the last two days with the Kickstarter being getting progressively more sick. <laughs> so enjoying the Kickstarter momentum and everything going really well with that, but then at the same time, just kind of feeling like crap. So your your health was on an inverse trajectory from the Kickstarter. That is in its correct, final days. So, yes. <laughs> Correlation That's, does not equal causation. That is very true. Well, you it, could you could you could argue it's the universe evening things out for Craig. Well, and you can you, <laughs> reaching, reaching the set point. You can also say that uh, you know that, that people say studies have shown all that stuff that um, a person's mindset, their attitude, their uh, you know that can play into how well they handle illness or whether they recover quickly. It's always good to keep a positive outlook. So I can only imagine how sick I would be <laughs> if I hadn't had the Kickstarter to bolster my immune system. So do, 
do people say that studies have shown or do studies show that people, people have said? said? That's a good question. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you guys can just make fun of me all you want because my Kickstarter made over $10,000, so I'm pretty f***ing happy. Did, did, did you have a Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah, I did. I noticed that you didn't back it. Oh, you're incorrect. I did back it. I know, I know. <laughs> I may have seen one or two postings on your Facebook page about it. <laughs> I didn't do nearly wow. as bad this time as I did last time. <laughs> I was terrible during murders and acquisitions. Well, I think once I you, angered once, a lot of people. Once you got over the hump, I think you, uh, I think that sort of you settled in and said, "Okay, let's let's just enjoy the ride." Yeah, I mean, once the fir- after the first few days when everything just kind of took off and everything went really well, funded inside of six hours, not in twenty three seconds or whatever it was Mike wanted it to happen in. <laughs> Five hours and 38 minutes. Ding. That's how long it took. Um, yeah, I, I, I calmed down a lot, you know, because the first time I did this, I was like, well, must keep promoting, must keep promoting, must keep promoting. Friendships be damned. <laughs> um, and this time I, you know, I, I, I posted about it here and there, kind of when we hit like interesting milestones, like 200% funded and things like that. But I mostly didn't go crazy. Um on the on the on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, and I didn't post like if you remember during murders and acquisitions, every time I had an update um, for the Kickstarter, I you know I linked it to the to Facebook, and I was like you know people who back the Kickstarter are going to get the update. I don't need to be linking all that you know cluttering Facebook and Twitter up with all that. So, and quite frankly, I had plenty of other people who were posting and and promoting on my behalf. I had quite the. Uh, the little army of people that came out of the woodwork this time around. That was kind of nice. I had plenty of people the first time too, but this time there was like, you know, people approached me to write articles on their blog or to interview me for their website. I had a handful of that happen, which didn't happen the first time around. So that was kind of neat. It was neat to see you on uh, geek and sundry too. That was, was, yeah, that was was something, wasn't it? (laughs) I think looking at the numbers, it is fair to assume, let's see, like, you know, I look at the how the Kickstarter was doing for like a week and a half or so before that, you know, what's what were my daily backer averages, like how many backers did I pull on a day? And generally speaking, during the slow run of the Kickstarter, I was doing about seven um, backers on a weekday and about four on a weekend. Um, and then if you look at the spike in numbers um, that happened starting that Wednesday, March 28th. Um, and then continued through the weekend, uh, it's fair to assume that there's probably 80, maybe 100 backers that came out of the Geek and Sundry article. There's no other place it could have come from because all the other promotional stuff was pretty much done at that point. Just like the Colbert bump. That's uh, awesome. The The Colbert what? The Colbert bump. You guys remember the Colbert rapport? Stephen Colbert? Yeah. Okay. I recall it. Okay. Well, whenever somebody came on his show to promote something, oh, they it would be called the Colbert bump because they would see this big spike in either their website traffic or purchases of their book or whatever it was that they were promoting. We we experienced that at the podcast, uh, our first AndoCon. Mm-hmm. We had a, a an AndoCon hump. <laughs> it's a sustained right, we, hump. We refer to it as a sustained hump. Yes, it's a kind of kind of did one of these. It was right. like a really gradual the, the endocrine, rise and fall. The dune. <laughs> the dune. The yeah, dune. it's very good. Yeah, 
It had creepy blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that kind of dune. Yeah, it's a little bit glowing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was. Spice. I, I was. I was a little blown away that the whole geek and sundry thing happened because that that was actually orchestrated in part by me. Um, they didn't just come after come and find me. I went asking for them. <laughs> um, but like the first day of the Kickstarter, I did all the promotional stuff and I posted this and posted that and press releases and Kickstarter and um, and and did the the Facebooks and the Twitters and emailed people and blah blah all that crap. Right. So Wednesday rolls around and I'm kind of like, well, I got a handful of things to do still in the evening after I got home from work. And the whole time that's happening, I'm thinking I've I've got this line with this guy that. I know has written for Geek and Sundry. I I I, I know him. Um, but Geek and Sundry, they they're not going to give two two toots about my little RPG. It's like, uh, it, what, what, I I'd be wasting my time. It's ridiculous. I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. Bloody bloody blah. Did that for two days. You know, imposter syndrome kicked my ass all over the place. And then Thursday hit, and I said, why the hell not? You know, like my attitude shifted. I was like, screw it, let's go. Take a shot. Talk to this guy. Hey, any hey, hey, guy that I know. Do you, you know some people at Geek and Sundry? You know, maybe you can get this in front of some people's eyes. And he said, "Well, let me bounce it off of somebody." And then it just kind of snow. It just you know it rolled into like, "Oh, we'll ask you some questions and we'll write a little article about it." And da 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 da. And uh, and then I had to sit on that for like two weeks. I knew that it was coming, but I didn't know when it would happen. There was the possibility that it wouldn't happen during the Kickstarter. Because there came a point where it was in the hands of the editor. Um, you know, I was told, well, the editor knows that it's a, that it's a Kickstarter, so it should happen before the Kickstarter's done. I was like, that'd be nice. Um, but so I just kind of had to sit on it. And then eventually, about two days in advance, I found out when it was on the schedule. And it went up on Wednesday the 28th, and we had the biggest day of backer uh, support post those first two days, you know, where everything went crazy. Um, that happened on Thursday, March 29th, my birthday. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. That was nice. <laughs> that was a nice birthday present. I got to the end of the day. I was like, Hey, this is the biggest day we've had. Awesome. It was very cool. So you, you hit every actual stretch goal and also every imagined stretch goal, every, ex- except for one. <laughs> What? I, I just noticed this. You didn't quite make 500%. <laughs> oh, that wasn't really a <laughs> That was like the last thing. That would have been the last domino to fall. If I had hit 500% <clears throat> funded, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got five Be- over 500 backers, over yep. f- over five figures. It's the magic. It's everything's fives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got over C-A-P-E-R, five letters. <laughs> Except there's an S on the end. Well, that's plural. That doesn't count. <laughs> It's, but it's part of the name. <laughs> My first name is five, five letters. letters. Hey, so maybe for the next Kickstarter, I should change my name and start going by Campbell. See if I can get eight, eight. digits. <laughs> Ooh, that's wait. That's uh, that's ten million dollars. Uh, Mike, that is nine ninety nine million dollars. Let's <laughs> let's let's think positively here. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, 488% funded to be exact or rounded well, off to the nearest yeah, percent that's, anyway. That's that's a Kickstarter's rounding. Yep. But I'll take that. 
because it's a nice number. That's a big number. And I find myself, you know, like now, because I'm always comparing myself to other people, you know, because I care so much. Um, I went looking at like, okay, what about other RPGs that have done, you know, that are like uh, about the size of mine, scale of mine, you know, not like little indie things, you know, not like big names, well-known companies, you know, with big, big fan bases and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I can't, you can't go off the $10,000 mark because I'm doing the thing where people want the book. They have to buy the book at cost later. And there's a lot of people out there that do their Kickstarters where, you know, they'll, there's, there's a level in there where they can buy the book and get the book shipped to them so that, you know, the backer level is higher because it covers that cost. Um, but 532 backers is pretty darn cool. So thank you everybody for, uh, for backing and anybody who out, out there who told their friends about it and said, Hey, Hey, look at this. This is a neat little game. At least it looks like it probably will be when the guy finally finishes it and publishes it. That's, uh, um, that's a lot of backers for, <clears throat> for an indie RPG. That's, that's really solid. It's, uh, four more backers than double the number you were hoping for. Well, if my wish list, yeah, my, my wish list number was 526, which was double the well, 263. Yeah. So it's, uh, I thought that'd be kind of neat if we, if we doubled it's, now that might still kind of crap out on me because there are a handful of people out there um, who might be listening to this, through. whose, whose pledges haven't gone through yet. Uh-oh. I've got about a dozen or so people whose pledges as of Friday had not, you know, their, their pledge didn't go Thursday night. Um, so they'll have, you know, several days to, they, they, they receive a, a notice from Kickstarter saying, Hey, your pledge didn't go fix your card, whatever it is you need to do. Um, so hopefully, um, those people will get that scored away. So there might be, there might be a few people that end up not being officially backers once all is said and done, which would make them officially dead to you, right? No, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> They're officially potential customers next time. They're welcome to buy the game later. <laughs> well, I, I knew the moment uh, the Kickstarter was over because I got, I got the alerts on my phone popped up like what at 9.01 p.m. or uh-huh, whatever it was. Yeah. It said, your credit card has been charged $15 for <laughs> Kickstarter. Oh, there it was. Well, I, I, it guess was... Craig, I guess Craig didn't cancel the Kickstarter in the last few minutes. Wow, 15 bucks. Well, that was the backer level. <laughs> the the uh, fancy backer levels weren't weren't available when I... Oh, you you missed out. I was in California oh. that whole week for work, so I didn't get to back until I was back home Saturday. I guess it was. There's no internet in California. I, I I'm working <laughs> a lot busy. when I'm when I'm on site. It's, it's, hey, it's, hey, hey, Mike, I appreciate you being an advocate for me, but this is our friend Andy's layoff. <laughs> <laughs> no, when, when I'm traveling, I'm I'm really disconnected from social things. When when I came back, that's a the, uh, that's a good thing to be yeah, able to do. Yeah. So, we had one day fun. where we lost money. <laughs> one day, like over yeah. the over the course of a twenty four hour period, we actually went down in our backer total on the day before the final three somebody, when everything spiked back up. Somebody bugged out of one somebody, of the, one of the high somebody, level things. Yeah, we had one of the people who took the uh, one of the high level spots. Uh, dropped and we did not make up that money that wow. day, that day. <coughs> so i'm looking was that me, the looking, at, was looking that a, at my little dashboard here there's like you know 
the, the little green line goes up and 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 up and, up and, and then it goes whoop, and then it goes up, up, up. Was that a gangster right, level yeah. that suddenly opened up in, in, in well, what do you said? That was like the third to last yeah, day. The gangster level on the $99 yeah. one. Yeah. And the person who had to drop out actually, you know, sent me a message and without getting into specifics, you know, financial stuff happens to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, they didn't feel they could afford that anymore. And they apologized. And I said, that's okay. You know, and then, well, we didn't, we didn't fill that spot until the next day. Yeah. So we so didn't make it up the, right away. Yeah. Technically for that day, it registered for one, as, for as one a, day, a little you know, dip. One day I had a negative $19 <laughs> dip. <laughs> Look at my kick track here. It's like all these, all the bars are in the positive, <laughs> all the little blue bars, even the ones that are only in the positive a little bit. And then there's one day where it's like, wah, wah. But that's okay because then the days after, the three days after that are all like six hundred dollar plus. Woo! Because that's the third to last day, or sorry, the the you know yeah, like third to last last day, second to last yeah, third to last. Make sure I'm using my words properly. Um, you know that evening, the forty eight hour reminder goes out, so we actually had like a, a weird spike. Like you were expect- really late expecting that though, right? On that day. Yeah, yeah, that happens. And then the next day and the next day we're continue you know, the continuation of people trickling in from that. And then um one of the things you see on the Kickstarter on the discover page where you can search for things. Um you can also search by like when it's ending. So people will go they won't go looking at, you know, like I go searching for the new Kickstarters. Some people will just go on and they'll search for the stuff that's almost done. Like, hey, what did I? What did, what slipped through? What did I miss? What what no, do maybe, I want to make sure I get a get a part maybe, of before it's or too maybe, late? Yeah, or maybe that's the only way they search. Could be. They don't go looking for anything that started or in the mid run. They would rather just see, oh, here's the thing that's two days from done, and this is what it looks like, and hey, it's really super funded, and look, they did like eighteen updates, and there's tons of stuff, and like lots of activity, and clearly it's doing well, and you know, back it. Some people, you know, enjoy the process of the Kickstarter of getting in earlier on and following along and talking to the creator and commenting and putting a little pressing the like button on the updates and all that kind of thing. And I've had every every campaign, all all two of them, you know, I've had people that have been vocal. Um, um, you know, this time around is no exception. If you go looking in the comment section, there's a person who shows up quite a bit. That person is really vocal and that's cool. That person was that person was an evangelist for the game. I know that they, you know, made an effort to uh, to share it around with people, and we creators appreciate those people extra. They're better than regular backers. No, Ooh. no, no, no. I didn't mean that at all. That's not true. All backers are. I love all my backers equally. If you're like, if you're if you're positive and and enthusiastic and in support of uh the game then be, feel free to be as loud as you want absolutely how many of those will you have printed hard copies for yourself to sell at the future cons how many will i print mm-hmm. well i don't have to just print all, you know it's not like i have to print all the copies i'm ever going to sell <laughs> no i understand <laughs> but do do you start with you know i start you know with buying 20 of them or something and then if they if they seem to be selling well get more or do you you have you know like a, a base investment that you do well, i'll here. buy tw- i'll buy 20 or 30 copies to start to with start. and then go from there how many uh how many copies did you have to buy 
at some point during this, when, when you've been going to all these cons, you had to restock yourself. Did that ever happen? Yeah. For, for what? For what? The preview edition? For the other <laughs> game? For, for Murders and Acquisitions, sorry. Murders and Acquisitions, um, I bought a bunch of hardcover. Well, see, what happened was with Murders and Acquisitions, for a while, I wasn't going to conventions. So I had like, I had like six or seven copies floating around. Because when I first, when the game first got published, I just bought like a dozen copies. Or something, you know, just so that I had some. And I took a couple to a local game store and blah, blah, blah. And I, um, and so I had a few floating around, but I went, I was like, well, I'm going to convention. So I, I bought like 30 hard covers. And then I have, I have a whole bunch of soft covers that are sitting with the indie press revolution, um, who do online sales, but they also distribute. And so the game has been distributed to some game stores in various places. They don't, the Indie Press Revolution specifically distributes small indie RPGs. Um, so you know, like all their all their uh, retailers that buy from them are game stores, and so I mean, the game's out there in a, in a few different places. But now it's you know, at this point now, a year plus after it got published, it's kind of just disappeared into the the mist of like the giant <laughs> pile of other RPGs that are on the IPR site. So I was like, you know, these all these games are just sitting there. So I contacted IPR and I said, hey, can you send me 30 copies from my warehouse, you know, of, of my <laughs> game from your warehouse? Just ship them to me and let me know how much it costs to ship. And they said, OK. And they, they sent it and they didn't charge me. Wow. Well, they probably they sent it media mail and they probably get a really good rate beyond that anyway, because they sh- that's all they do. That's like, you know, their job is shipping books. Um, and so so I got like 30 copies of the soft cover that way. Um, so. How I'm going to handle stocking IPR for capers, I think, is I'm not going to send them so many copies to start with. I'm going to send them like, here's 25 copies. Let me know when they run out. And if they, you know, if they show up and they get put in their little newsletter and it says, hey, we got a new game for you. Check this out. And they sell out right away. Well, then I'll be like, all right, here's 25 more copies. And then they send out their newsletter and they tell everybody, hey, guess what game is back in stock? Yeah. So that I can actually, you know, I can actually move games rather than sending them a whole bunch of copies, having some initial sales from it being a new game, and then it sits there because you know, they, they never mention it because it gets buried, right? Because it got buried. <laughs> and it's but then and they carry hundreds of games. You also have to stock them on your playing cards, though, as well, right? Yeah. No, I'm not going to be selling. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I have no <laughs> idea how I'm handling all that. And you have sold more murders and acquisitions post kickstarter than you sold in the kickstarter is that correct oh no i doubt that no i'd have to look at the exact numbers but i don't think i have okay For some reason i thought you it's, per, it's 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 it might be close okay but uh no i've sold maybe a, it actually you know what it's not even close i'm gonna I'm, I'm i'd have to look at the numbers again but i want to say that i've probably sold a hundred somewhere in the 100 to 150 range okay um, of books of of game of of the game that could be PDFs, um, since the Kickstarter, um, yeah, um, you know, murders and acquisitions. My 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 problem <laughs> is that I make really little niche games. It's like here's a game about beating people up in an office. Brr. You know, it it gets its it gets its it gets noticed on Kickstarter and it has its day on Kickstarter and everything does well. That's fine. And then it kind of just, you know, goes to drive through RPG and just kind of sits there and every so often somebody happens upon it. Um maybe Capers will do better in that respect just because 
um, it will be I'll, I'll be able to tag it as a comics game. And so people who like or, you know, a, a comics game or a supers game or anything like that, people that will go searching for that kind of thing will find um, find capers. So. And that was part of the reason, you know, capers got made as a historical piece. You know, originally I just was looking at making a supers game and I was like, well, it's not going to be modern day because I'm just going to be competing with every other modern day supers game out there. And there's like 70 of them. They're everywhere. Um, so I thought, well, I got to do something that's got a twist on it, something that's a little out of the ordinary. So, you know, there's a handful of supers games out there that are like that. There's a, there's a game called Rotted Capes, which is uh, like supers and zombies. <laughs> Um, there's a game called necessary evil, which I want to play one of these days, which is really, really interesting tweak on the whole thing. It's like, imagine your standard modern day supers world where you've got the supers and the sidekicks and the super villains and everything. And then aliens show up and there's a big war with the aliens and all the superheroes get killed. And all that's left are the crappy, um, sidekicks and the villains who now have to band together in order to like, you know, save earth so that somebody's got something to rule. Because there's aliens trying to take it. So I want to play a supervillain that has to kill kill aliens, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I saw the uh, the one that you extended on your page for the, uh, the Nordic variant for the unnamed 5th edition role-playing game. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Heresy. Yeah, that looked pretty cool, actually. I, I, may, uh, I may jump in on that. Yeah, I'll throw a shout out for that too. Douglas Cole is making uh he's got a game called Dragon Heresy which is it's unfortunately way too big for him to try to pu- to try to publish all in one piece unless the Kickstarter really, you know, goes crazy. Um because it's it's effectively like all 20 levels of D&D 5th edition but all skinned and and built into a uh, a Nordic game so it's lots of Scandinavian stuff threaded through the game. Um, is there, is there Swedish black metal? Sure. There, I'm sure there is. Mike. <laughs> metal. Yeah. I didn't know. Larry you just heard was, that on the way I over. Did, didn't I you? didn't know Larry was, uh, I, I, I would have spoken to Larry about metal if I had known oh, yeah? that he was a metal person. You guys were talking about the uh, band names and it reminded me the, uh, not too long ago it was on Reddit. It was supposedly a AI generated um rock festival band names <laughs> i don't know sure. if you guys saw that no um let me, let me pull it up here it was pretty damn funny let me find it those ai you know when ai tries to name stuff we've we've talked about mm-hmm. those a few times where they were new paint colors and yeah. computer game names and yeah, so here it's it's a uh, coachella and it's it's a whole i mean it's a it's a giant list you can see all the different band names that are in here but the the bigger bands are you know at the front you know hoop of goom lab raid hoop of goom jacked like a man <laughs> uh, nice <laughs> fistopia whoa um <laughs> house of gavins i mean these are i was reading these and i was just laughing my ass off beth factory which was one of my favorites beth factory mm-hmm. Again, these are apparently well, AI Beth, generated, right? But names, like the so name. they're all little, right? Back, like the, back like Wansus Beth, and like Bethany, sure. Yeah, but this but is, it's a Beth factory. It's Beth factory. One they of, can just crunch out Beths. One of Pig. 
it's 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 a pretty it's probably about a hundred different band names are here you know psychic gloria and you're reading these and you're like you're almost surprised that there aren't bands, bands with already these, with these well, names they're... these are just absurdly hysterical did they check that against actual band names do they know i don't know the answer real? i don't know the answer to that i don't know the answer to that but it was, it was pretty funny i'll looking up best factory right now <laughs> what was the goom thing it was it was a hoop of <laughs> goom hoop of goom yeah. <laughs> that's just fun to say yeah fistopia that was kind of funny too yeah. though fistopia <laughs> well for some people i suppose yeah. <laughs> if that's your thing that's what makes that yeah exactly noise <laughs> in jokes. Stop with you'll, in jokes. you'll hear about it in Frankenberger episode 9422 way in the future volume excuse me not episode those are volumes right <laughs> but I'll have to look up the band that Larry did you link to that on your Watain did you link to it so I can remember the name no I'm not sure I didn't link to their website yeah. all right okay i don't remember all right thanks just text me I'll, i know i remember what it is i gotta look it up <laughs> or, heard, or better heard one, or so better yet talk about it. this off the Af- podcast after the show <laughs> this episode is about me <laughs> <laughs> well you know when larry mentioned that uh he, that ray and i saw him at barley garden um he he buggered out without even saying goodbye. He ended his shift and he bolted and he didn't even say goodbye to us. Aw. For shame. He made it sound like you guys just uh, stopped by and waved oh. hello and kept no, on walking. No, we, we flagged. We, we, <laughs> we told the, we told the, the, no, the barmaid in there and said, hey, go grab Larry and send him over and came. But he got busy, so he wasn't able to really like sit around or anything because that's his job. Allison and I finally made it there last Saturday night. It's a good spot. Oh, so he was busy. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> damn it. This this means I'm going to have to go now. Yep. It's a good spot. It really is. Decent food and a lot of selection of beers. Craig, you should come with us the next time we go. Because oh, what we do God. is we stop by Barley Garden for some beer. Well, I do. And, uh, and, and a Coke Zero for Allison. And appetizers. And then we go over to the uh, pizza place. For the awesome pizza, Antico. Hmm. That's uh, which Craig has not had yet. That's on the other side, though, isn't it, Antico? It's the other side. It's yeah, like it's over on the two, other side of two the blocks away. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's really Avalon's not a that far. Big, it's a it's a pretty big place, though. Overall, Avalon. Sure. About the size of a. It's getting bigger too. Right. Right. Thank you for joining us at Places to Eat in Atlanta. <laughs> Listeners, when you're in Atlanta, tell us your favorite places to eat. <laughs> this doesn't bleed into food blog. We're just giving giving people, you know, dining options for when they come to town to stalk you. Oh, crap. Because you're a big shot. I'm going to have to move now. I don't want to move. I like my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lord of this apartment. We've talked about this. And, and you have a new kitchen. I do relatively. Yeah. When did you get, when did you get a new kitchen? Was last we year, talked about it? this on the podcast. It's been a year or whatever. It seems like a while ago, yeah. A little over a year, yeah. It was right around last year, yeah. Anyway, all new appliances. Just like you're on the prices right. 
you see the Price is Right oh, clip Samsung from recent? <laughs> Did you see the recent Price is Right clip where no. Drew Carey is doing the showcase showdown, or the showcase at the end, sorry, and uh, the first woman had overbid, and so he moves to the guy and uh, and announces his price, and he, you know, he he underbid, so he won, Both and he them. went, he, and Drew Carey went to shake the guy's hand, and the guy was, like, freaking out and everything, and he, like, turned to the woman to shake her hand, like, good game kind of thing, and everything, and Drew Carey, they were, you know, because they're, they're on a schedule to wrap things up. Drew Carey's got to get out there and do his little goodbye bit. And, and tell you to get your pet spayed and neutered. All that stuff, right. So he, he walks away from the things, you know, like, walks away from the, the little showcase podiums and toward the camera and starts giving his end of the show spiel and the guy suddenly realizes that he didn't shake drew carey's hand so he comes out and he gets like he's behind drew carey but kind of to the side of him and he's got his hand out there to shake him and drew carey has no clue he's there so he's just no standing clue. there like so he just it's it looks like drew carey is ignoring <laughs> right. this winner Aww. on the show <laughs> and i'm sure that you know it was all they had a good laugh afterwards and everything but it's this moment of him just this dude is just Standing there with his hand hanging out, and Drew Carey's like, "Make sure to get your pet spayed and neutered." <laughs> well, you know, and Drew Carey got uh, somebody took him out last time around, didn't somebody? Like went to some woman went to hug him and like like jumped on him, like body slammed him, like dropped him to the to the stage a few months back too. Really? Not yeah, bad. he took a digger, as I used as me and my friends used to say back in junior high. Yeah, this this contestant lady came up on stage and went to hug him and just kind of jumped on top of him and he took a digger. Yeah. We had that in Minnesota too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched a uh not to get too far off off topic off topic oh, off please. topic. But oh, please. um I watched a uh a, a webinar at work for uh ADA compliance of drinking fountains. And uh, the guy that presented Ooh. it was, uh, I don't know where, I, I couldn't figure can, out. Can I find that on IMDb? That sounds really exciting. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I'll send you the link to the, to the presentation. I have, I have the recording. Fascinating. Yes, the, whole, please. the whole hour. Um, and uh, the guy was clearly from the upper Midwest somewhere. I couldn't, I tried to look up where he was from, but it didn't, his bio didn't say, but he, he kept calling it, calling them bubblers. And it made me laugh the whole time. Thank God we were all muted. <laughs> that was a, more of a New England term than a Midwestern term. That's a Wisconsin thing, hmm. specifically. Craig, Mike, did you say bubbler? I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, I, I grew up saying bubbler, yeah. Hmm. Mike, what could, po- not to belabor this and to go off on the side, but I got to know, what could possibly take an hour to talk about accessibility code requirements or a drinking fountain. Um, what takes an hour to explain? 30 by 42 roll-up space. Keep the thing low. Done. It's it's a lot more complicated than that, surprisingly. Would you like me to get into it? <laughs> no. Good. <laughs> okay. Good God, no. It was, ten min- it was like 10 minutes of the- these are the basics. Then it was maybe a half an hour of these are Mike, all the different scenarios you might encounter. Mike, Mike, what takes 10 question minutes and answer. to describe accessibility for a drinking would fountain? You, would you like me to elaborate? No, I don't. No, I don't. But I could, I could do 10 minutes on toilet stalls because that's a little more complex. You got different shapes and sizes and doors swings this way and that mm-hmm. way and but a drinking fountain, it's just a thing on the wall and you 
you know, have a clear space to roll up and yeah. have a and few And it has to be so at that... exactly 27 inches because if it's less, it doesn't comply with the, for the, with the knee, knee space requirements for the drinking fountain itself. But if it's more and it's not in an alcove, then it's a protruding object. Okay, and now and now I can I can compress that into it has to be at exactly 27 inches. Next statement. But then you have to explain why because please you're supposed just to fill the hour because it's do one, as you're told. It's do 1 hour told. of continuing <laughs> education credit, so it really technically needs to be close to an hour. So you have to drag everything out. I gotcha. Anyway, moving along. What else? we got? Anything else? Do you want to, yeah. Craig? For do, the do, um, do, for do the you bathrooms? care any more about the Kickstarter? Are we done, Karen? <laughs> I, I have a question, Craig. For the bathroom stalls, is there a <laughs> requirement for accessibility for passing toilet uh, tissue to the other stall when somebody reaches a hand over and says, "Can you spare a square?" There is, in fact, a a, a subheading for the. It's called the spare square clause. <laughs> And it takes like an hour to explain. So we're going to have to keep that for a different podcast. The real answer is technically it's, I think it's nine inches. Really? That's it? Off the floor because you have to, uh, for toe clearance. So if somebody in a wheelchair can spin around and their feet can go under. Although um, I don't know that that's necessarily ev- in, in every situation. That's only for a wheelchair accessible That's for stall. the wheelchair accessible stall, yeah. Okay. Thank you, backers, for for helping out with capers. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really do. Um, I've got a lot of work in front of me. So does Mike. Hey, Mike's if, already uh, started stop, on. Uh, if you'd stop fooling around on the. Oh, you're underway. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I just uh, I I uh, scanned my contract and signed it and rescanned it and and then forgot the email to you. It's on my computer at work. You'll, oh, get, it. You'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> so so work hasn't actually begun. No, You're just getting the contract. Well, um te- uh, no work. Well, I don't know. Uh the con- the thing the instructions said <laughs> send this contract before work begins, so technically no work hasn't begun. All right. <laughs> I am not filled with confidence. No, I'm I'm fine. We're we're good. We're 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 rolling everybody. Everybody, everybody got the weekend off. That's not necessarily true. Beth might be drawing. I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know. All and I know is Beth is Beth has signed her contract, so she might she might be sketching already. I'll let you know when I start receiving stuff. We'll probably share some of those things on the uh, on my little blog page and on the web and on the Kickstarter updates, of course. And maybe we'll even throw something up on the website for this fine podcast. I think it would be interesting to ask Beth whether or not in some of those drawings that she does for you, if she puts in Easter eggs for people she knows or sure. something she, like no, that. that are, any of those, of, are any of those people family members? <laughs> little things that she throws in the back, maybe not whether for capers or for other work that she does when she's expected to do sort of a, a larger picture that has background and whatnot, if she puts items in the background that are you know relevant to you know that have a special I, meaning I, yeah, for I, I, yeah I find, inside I find, jokes I, or, I put a, or i put 24 of something in there because to it represent means something the, yeah. my mom was born or something you know maybe not mom but maybe grandmother both yeah that'd be at least yeah. grandma but i'm just curious if she does things like that when she does some of her artwork i mean i'm assuming beth's not like 60 she doesn't know anywhere near that old. No, she's <laughs> she's younger than all of us. Yeah, that, that's that, what I that thought. Much, by by a fair bit. So, well, I um, 
I can say that I put tons of Easter eggs in the illustration I did for Murders and Acquisitions. Which illustration well, did you do? The one of me and Allison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one. Right. Yeah, there's the uh, the star on the Christmas tree in the background is the is is the one from uh, a Christmas story that he puts on crooked. It's the same exact star. Okay. The uh, I, I can't picture the picture off the top of my head, so I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah. Okay. The um the copier is the the make it is it did i call it the makeatron 5000 i think so which yeah. is our joke name for allison because she has to make all the decisions she's oh. the decision makeatron 5000 and there's all kinds of like uh goofy stuff on the the panel of the the copier like the control panel mm-hmm. there's a Nerdburger logo there's a flux capacitor i think that's it there might be something there might be something else there. okay have to go wonderful and there's um there's absolutely nothing underneath the pixels where where my exposed junk is supposed to be right he it's didn't completely he didn't, blank you didn't he draw didn't it draw, he didn't no. draw i color coded the junk. pixels to make it look like there might be something back there okay. it's just a big blank spot in the drawing because otherwise you could go into the pdf and, and erase those pieces <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with adobe <laughs> like that dude who uh swirled his that uh that guy who swirled his face in photoshop and somebody unswirled and the it fbi uns- he was a pedophile and the fbi unswirled it and was able to find who he was whoa yeah some kind of child <laughs> pornography thing and he thought if he swirled his face in photoshop <laughs> nobody would know and i said well we can we can deswirlify you and, <laughs> and that's what they did <laughs> We <laughs> de- <laughs> my new favorite word. We can de- we can deswirlify him. We can make him better, stronger, faster. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. De- deswirlification. Episode title. There you go. Anyway, does that cover the Kickstarter? I believe so. Good enough. Um, speaking of Kickstarters, get out there, take a look at Wild Skies liberating strife it's the it's it's uh there's a game called wild skies which is uh anthrop- anthropomorphic diesel punk um fighter jets so it's it's animal oh people. okay okay <laughs> um and uh Wait, you know it's... in in like aerial battles kind of world war between world war one and world war two that era it's animal <laughs> people flying planes yeah okay um and they're uh the uh, the guys from Wet Ink Games who I got to meet at Conglomeration, um, they put out Best Wild Skies ever. a while back, and they're this one is called Liberating Strife, and it's it's their uh, their first big supplement for the game. And I just looking at this, and it's got like airplanes that are shooting like lightning bolts and stuff. It's pretty sweet. And the Statue of Liberty is an eagle. Ooh, <laughs> an eagle flying a plane. No, it just no, looks like the Statue of Liberty, but it's an, an eagle. eagle. So. Oh, okay. Holding the Ten Commandment thing, or whatever that is that she's holding. It's, yeah, Ten and Commandments. And a torch. I'm sure it's Ten Commandments. <laughs> it looks like Moses' tablet. <laughs> so, everybody go check 15, out that, too. Fifteen Commandments. Now that, now ten, that you... Uh, ten, ten Commandments. commandments. <laughs> yeah, these, these, are, these are Kickstarters you can support after mine, now that it's done. After, so you've, after, got, you've still yeah. got money floating in your bank account, right? Yes. Go, go, go check before, them out. Before you get that statement containing the, your capers uh, charge, 
quick, go out and spend more money. Woohoo! That's enough about the Kickstarter. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's news, Mike? Fun fact. The, uh, if you win the showcase and you guess within, used to be $100, now it's, they've increased it to $250 um, okay. of, of, of your, the actual price, you win both. You don't automatically win both. I, I misspoke earlier. Um, hey, Andy. Yes, Mike. What month is it? Right now. Mm-hmm. April. It's April. That's right. Craig. I think, right? What what month is April? Yeah, it's April. This is this is like the worst guessing game ever, Mike. <laughs> this what, is terrible. What what awareness are we supposed to have in the month of April? Oh, April is this is very important. This mm-hmm. is a this is an awareness month that is very near and dear to my heart because I've been sharing um all uh, something very important with people for I think probably about 5 or 6 Aprils now. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, April is STD Awareness Month. That's right. It burns. <laughs> Does it burn with you when you pee? Maybe you should get your junk checked out. <laughs> That's a screaming beaver. Wonderful. <laughs> because that sounds like an STD right there. Who's the Who's the mascot for screaming beaver? <laughs> <laughs> New band name called. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's the mascot for STD Awareness Month, Craig? Oh, that'll be Scabby the STD Beaver. That's right. Who I invented. Yeah. <laughs> Six years or whatever ago. Yeah. Do we have a drawing? I have of to Scabby? post that to my Facebook soon. You in, you invented him, huh? Well, I, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I stole it from somebody and didn't realize I was stealing it because people do that where they see something and then. You know, years later, they're like, hey, I came up with this thing. No, you just remembered it, but forgot that you had seen it and yeah. committed it to memory and thought you invented it. Well, now everyone can interact with Scabby. Nice. On Twitter, at Scabby Beaver. <laughs> Jesus. Your junk is damn fine. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> D-A-M, damn fine. Nice. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Scabby's you have on Twitter one follower. Is what you're telling me. No, no, he's following one. Oh, person. he's following one. Uh, How many followers does Scabby um, have? I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> because I'm not logged in. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Scabby's been interacting with people. Oddly enough, that's how Scabby, Scabby got S- Scabby. Mm-hmm. Is by interacting with people. Yep. And I don't uh, think Scabby has of, any What type followers. of Twitter postings does Scabby now do? He, now he does. <laughs> Scabby now has a follower. Oh, boy. <laughs> His name is Craig. Yep. He's real. He's real now. <laughs> Very nice. So make sure you go get your junk checked, kids. Good lord. <laughs> I can't believe that was available. <laughs> Scabby Beaver. Beaver. What a surprise. Did you what? check for Facebook? Is it available for Facebook? No. You want to handle that? No. I, don't. I got a Kickstarter to fulfill. I'm busy. Do you have any news, Craig? Sure. You know, uh, 
mixed martial arts competitions. You guys watch any of that stuff ever? I don't. I, I have seen it. But You've I seen not, stuff I'm not, on I'm YouTube, not a YouTube videos. Yeah. Usually when some sort of news article comes up, that's Is when that... I see mixed martial arts because then I see the clip of something weird yeah. happening. There, there was a big uh, MMA uh, news story this week. Is that Ronda Rousey? Is that technically, is that MMA? Or is that something else? I think it is, yeah. Okay. I think MMA is just the, isn't that, is that not the generic name for? Mixed martial arts. There are multiple leagues. I believe that's correct. So, yeah, there's like, here, here's Legacy Fighting Alliance. In a Legacy Fighting Alliance match uh, here recently, Drew Chapman had apparently won by knockout over Urban's Alaya in Cabazon, California. So Chapman did what most... Uh, fighters do after a victory he celebrated except this is how he did it he got and he got up walked up and stood on top of the prone unconscious Uh oh, and used him as a springboard and jumped off his back to perform a front flip this got him disqualified for quote striking his opponent after the bell and unsportsmanlike conduct and the unconscious Aliyah was declared the winner (laughs) That is that is is unsportsmanlike. I would agree with that. Yeah, using your prone, unconscious opponent, standing on his back and jumping—you know—you got to put some force behind that to to to, to flip your muscle-bound self off of him. I mean, yeah. you could you could really actually hurt somebody. Crack, you could crack yeah. a rib or something. Crack a rib, maybe mess up their vertebra, their spinal column. Yeah, that's ooh, yeah. So yeah, he got suspended for ninety days. He's been. Uh, yeah, the the uh, the Legacy Fighting Alliance said that they're not mad; they're just disappointed. I'm not, I'm no, just, no, they they find him I'm and just yeah. disappointed. I'm just <laughs> disappointed in you. So, um, you know, do the, if you're going to knock somebody out, just mic drop and walk away. You know, be be done with it. I have seen some of the videos of people doing some, you know, grandstanding while they're in the. Uh, while they're in that cage fighting and uh, having that having karma come back at them. Well, I get it. You know, you got a, a person who is hopped up on, on, you know, like just the, the adrenaline's flowing. They're probably a pretty testosterone filled person to begin with to, to be a fighter, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and the blood's pumping and the adrenaline's going and they just won and it's a big thing. And so, you know, I, I get celebrating. But yeah, yeah, maybe don't do the front flip off the guy. Yeah. So there you go. That's my news item of the day. That's all I got. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. I've been I've been sick. <laughs> That's okay. Um, <laughs> space station update. Oh, oh yes. good. Yeah. So they it came <clears> down, <throat> didn't it? It did, and uh, within the the two day or three day window of time that they predicted, toward the end of it, it uh crashed 8.16 p.m. Eastern Time. In the Indian Ocean, right? No, Southern Pacific. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be on a Czech farmer. <laughs> That's what we no, were talking I, about, right? What, it was, was just going to come down in some yeah. farmer's field in Czechoslovakia? It was on, on uh, April 1st, the night of uh, Easter. Um, no, people... It no, was, sorry, don't believe it. Nope, wrong. That's not where it came down. They're lying. It's April Fool's Day. No, sorry. April 1st? No. Yeah. Well, that was, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's still up there somewhere. 
<laughs> it's actually some kind of a. <coughs> the whole thing was an elaborate April Fool's joke. It's just a. It's a. It's a. It's some kind of a top secret government spy satellite that's got mm-hmm. lasers on it that'll vaporize a a, a human from space like a five, fucking real genius. Five megawatts. I want five megawatts by, by mid May. <laughs> wow, he got it. He got it by the beginning of April. Way ahead of schedule. Hire that team. They're really good. <laughs> Way to go, Chris Knight and Mitch. Whatever the hell your last name was, Mitch. <laughs> Awkward teen. Yes. <laughs> That's a wonderful story, Bodie. I noticed you. I noticed you stopped stuttering. I began giving myself electric shock treatments. <laughs> Up the voltage. <laughs> Great movie. Um, yeah. So uh, if it really happened on April 1st, um, it missed Point Nemo. Craig, the space, oh. the space graveyard. It was east of there, I think. It was people were expecting to see it come over South America. You know, all the all the watchers were, were ready to watch it burn up over over the various countries in, in South America. And it burned up right. before it got there. That's sad. Yep, didn't hit anybody. Very that disappointed we know of. people. Some some scuba diver <laughs> scared the shit out of some sharks. <laughs> I was just minding my own business, eating the fish, and this great bloody thing just crashed from the sky. Because all sharks are Australian, right? That's what Finding Nemo told, taught me. That's true. Fish are food, not friends. Wait, wrong way. Other way around. (laughs) Personal care news. Personal care? Yes. Is this going to be like more junk (laughs) checking? I trimmed my pubes today. (laughs) No, these are... uh, are, uh, Oh, well done. (laughs) Products to put on your face to improve your skin. Oh, okay. Make you look younger. Got it. Yeah. Cucumbers on the eyes and all sure, that. Sure. Sure. Okay. So um th- these are uh not necessarily things that any any of us or anyone who's listening to this either can afford or wants to pay the money for. Um it's this is the kind of things that uh um oh for instance Kate Kate Blanchett or and Sandra Bullock might might go and get you know, Hollywood types, your, sure. your r- Richie Riches, your mm-hmm. elitists here. Um, so for six hundred and fifty dollars, you can get, uh, you can go, to, you can go to New York City to get the Hollywood EGF facial. That's what no. they call it. I don't know okay. why it's called, it's called Hollywood because they want all the stars to fly out there, but they're not willing to move to L.A. from New York. I don't know. Um, it's a cleanse, chemical peel, micro needling, and what? Micro needling. Mm-hmm. That's the the little rollers with all the pins in them. Is it? Is that what mm-hmm. that is? Yeah, and, that uh, sounds like lazy acupuncture. It well, it's a uh, that, that is what it sounds like when you when you leave from <laughs> when you leave from those procedures, your face is actually <laughs> bleeding to a certain extent because they use a roller and it has all these literally needles sticking yeah. out of it, and you roll over their entire face and it puts tiny little multiple holes. millimeter deep holes throughout all of the skin on your face. And what is that supposed to do? Is that supposed, supposed to, to like stimulate collagen growth oh, okay, and whatnot? Yeah, so as yeah. your as oh, your face yeah, repairs yeah, yeah. itself, it you know, it builds the collagen back up and helps eliminate fine lines and wrinkles. Sure. Yeah, that's what all of this uh, stuff uh, appears to be uh, the point of. Um, also, 
uh, you get, and they put this in quotes, an electrifying face mask. Oh, good Lord. So I don't know if that's just they, they, they put the cucumber slices over your eyes so you can't see what's happening and they have some kind of liquid on your face and then they just let t- touch a 9-volt battery. battery to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why my tongue looks so young. From all the right, because I did that so much when I was a kid. As a kid. Yeah. I do have a young looking tongue that's as well. Right. That could be an, al- an, alternate, uh, an alternate to the uh, scrotox. <laughs> you could just uh yeah. gel up your your gel sack up. and and <laughs> get a nine volt battery and go to that's town. Right. That's right. Let's spark up the old bean bag and do it. <laughs> make me start coughing. Oh <laughs> sparking up the old bean bag. Wow. Spark in the beanbag. That's our new podcast, Mike. Write it down. When we get tired of this one, we're going to do a new podcast where we're going to talk about something else, and we're going to call it Spark in the Beanbag. <laughs> we're never going to explain what that means, but that's what we'll call People it. People will just think it's a it's a podcast about um, smoking pot. Sure. Maybe. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's not even the worst part of this. So in addition to all that stuff, microneedling and uh, and nine volt battery face mask, um, it, it may or may not be involve a nine volt battery. I don't, we don't know. I'm speculating. There's something uh, uh, called a uh, EGF facial. Who, who's so EGF? That's a. Uh, They're e- like a band from the '90s. Echo Golf Foxtrot EGF Epidermal Growth Factor. Care to guess what that's made of? Andy, um, uh, let's go with. Um... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say umbilical cord cord fluid or something shitty like that, but worse. Uh, is it somebody? Is it Mister EGF's <laughs> F? <laughs> <laughs> worse. Your own. <laughs> Why don't I just tell you what yeah, it is? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell uh, It's a serum that is derived from the foreskin of Korean newborns. I was reading from the article. But it has to be Korean. I don't know why it's Korean. Apparently they collect it there. North Korean or South Korean? Doesn't say. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> The substance supposedly helps generate collagen and elastin in the skin. Mm. It's just one of many borderline cannibalistic and expensive beauty products wooing the rich in vain these days. There's also, uh, okay, so uh, Cher, Rosie Huntington Whiteley, whose name I've heard, but I don't know who that is. Never heard the name. Um, and Kim Kardashian, who unfortunately I I both have heard of and do know who she is, um, will pay $950 and a flight to Germany to visit Dr. Barbara Sturm. To have somebody rub a foreskin on their face. No, that, that was the worst thing. Uh, uh, Dr. Sturm will take samples of your blood and then convert them into a cream that is said to heal skin and boost collagen. So you rub a cream made from your own blood onto your face. Sure. That makes sense. 
Yep. Also, going to homeopathy.com. <laughs> how, how does homeopathy work? Oh, that's every it time. Doesn't. Every time you get a so instead, every time you get a bloody nose, you should you, just start wipe. You should just let it drip and wipe it all over your face. Sure, I guess. Yeah. Then go out in public. Um, Alexander Wang, who it's it, it says is a designer. I assume that means fashion designer. Swears by um, mammal placenta <laughs> to help him achieve his quote ageless complexion. Aren't all Placenta's mammal. I don't know. Is it an otherwise, <laughs> is it otherwise, it would eggs? be an egg. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, milk. Or Speaking some of mammals, sort of pupil sac. <laughs> um, pupil or pupil? Pupil. Okay. <laughs> uh, milk contains uh, something called colostrum, uh, which. People put on their face. <laughs> uh, fortunately, you it it it's it's in cow milk too, so there's no need to harvest human milk for that particular product. But that would be more fun. Well, it would go along with the theme of all of this stuff. I'm sure there there are people that get human breast milk. And charge, you know, a thousand dollars for some celebrity to smear it on their face. Yeah, there are antibodies naturally found in a certain substance that have antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties, and can uh, treat skin ailments such as rashes, burns, dry skin, and acne. There's already found, widely found in uh, current skincare products. So this is not. This is also not. For the super rich and famous, this is something you you can go out and buy yourself and may have already used. Care to guess what that substance is? No. No, I don't. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, it's urine. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to guess. You were going to guess the... the uh, Other. The F in EGF. <laughs> And that this concludes disgusting beauty product review dot com hashtag make it stop. Do you have a pen? Are you really looking up something, Craig, on homeopathy, or was that just your joke? Um. Yeah, you can go if you've ever asked yourself how does homeopathy work. You can always go to how does homeopathy work dot com, and they'll tell you. Just for the record. I think I've seen that website, actually. <laughs> it only has one page. And and one word, if I remember correctly. Right? Two. It has two words. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I, have, I have a little yes. quiz for you guys. Andy has a oh. quiz. And this is, the, Craig, this is inspired by something you said the other say, day. Is this going to be better than Mike's quiz? Because that was disgusting. <laughs> it wasn't really a quiz. It's going to be, it's okay. going to be, it's 10 items plus a bonus to split the inevitable tie. And we'll just go back and forth. And well, what can... am I supposed to write? Do I need to write anything? No. Okay. I'm just need to mark and down. And you took, and you took my write. pencil. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jeez. And I, Mike panics. This came up because With my pencil. Craig had mentioned it, and then I remembered having a recent conversation of somebody who was totally unaware of a number of these. So these are going to be corporation acronyms. Real. 
Yes. Not, what they, what they not actually, fictional? What they actually are. Because I've run into people who are not aware that these were... So these are the names of companies, not mm-hmm. necessarily products, but the actual companies. The actual companies, okay. right. Um, and I've avoided any that were people's names. You know, some things, some of these companies are it could be after like, people, you know, M&Ms, because that's the initials of the people who originally developed M&Ms and oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. So we'll start with, we'll start with Mike. Okay. NCR. <laughs> um... I have no idea. Is that paper? The company NCR. What, yeah. What does NCR stand for? I I, I have no idea. All right, Craig for the steel. I I don't know. This game is confusing. What does the NCR stand for? Yeah. Can I just make something up? No. It's what does it what does it actually stand for? But you can just make something up if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I do that all the time. I just lie. <laughs> um, I. I, I don't know. Okay. National Cash Register. Okay. Okay. Um, so nobody, no points. Nobody got that one at all. Right? I, okay. I would have never would have never gotten that. Okay. Are they all are they all like this? Because this is going to be really really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> if it's terrible, it's terrible. All right, Craig. Three M. Three M. Three something, right? Uh, or three? Or could it be three M's? It is M M M. It is okay. So it actually okay. So it stands for three M stands for M M M. Yes. Ding. No. Three M no. is shortened because it's M M. It's M M M. What are so those three M's? What are the three M's? I I don't know. Mike? I have no idea. It's uh wow. Uh, uh, one of them magnetic. No. Okay. I don't know that. Okay, that's Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. They're from Minnesota. Yes, they are. They're huh. headquarters in Minneapolis. Okay. Okay, um, Craig. Yeah, that's what Google tells me too. Okay, okay. now I'm ready. So Mike, was... Mike, this will be Mike. This is back to you. This should be easier <laughs> so that was... for Mike. So that was okay. Maybe I should have started with one of these easier ones first. Okay, Mike, IBM, International oh, Business Machines. Okay, Ooh, was that right? Unfair. Unfair. Yay. Okay, Craig. Fixed. Fixed. Craig. AT and T. Oh. American Telephone and Telegraph. Did you you looked that up, didn't you? No, I did not. Oh, okay. I'm staring at my ceiling. Okay. I was just I was just debating what the A was. Okay. Mike. I was thinking like Allied or yes, yeah, American. Okay. This this one's a little bit more of a challenge, Mike. CVS, the drugstore. Oh, C. I thought you said that, like the network. CBS. Oh, C- CBS. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what CVS stands for. Craig for the steel? I have no idea. Okay, it still stands for Consumer Value Stores. <laughs> okay. All right, so yeah. let's... Yeah, with, with the inflated prices because of the convenience of many locations. Value. Okay, Craig, here's... This is, uh, this is, uh, this is your easy one. This is going to be UPS. United Parcel Service. Okay. All right. Mike, TCBY. Taking care of business. No. <laughs> <laughs> Taking care of business, yo. <laughs> um, oh, I used to know this. T C B. The Y is yogurt, right? Obviously. Um. <laughs> um. Does the T stand for tincture? 
That's another medicine. Oddly joke enough, from it does not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blanking. I don't know. Craig, go ahead. I Craig, don't. Craig for the steal. I could, I could, I could look it up and steal, but okay, I'm not going to because I don't know. I'm going to play is, fair. It is the country's best yogurt. Yep, that's right. Oh. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> okay, Craig. BMW. Oh hell. You can do the English translation of it, not the German. Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't okay. know what it stands for. Mike for the steel. Bavarian Motor Works. Hey, look at that. Okay. These last two are particularly difficult. Oh, 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 well. <laughs> it's a good thing you saved the tough ones for last so we could get warmed up. <laughs> okay. It is no longer known by this. It's on the shortened, but I'll, and so if you want to go with just the first part of it, that's acceptable. TIAA Craft. <laughs> Wait, this is for Craig or me? That is a... It's me, right? That's a, that's a Mike one, yeah. T-I- it's, now, it's now known just as TIAA, but it used to be TIAA. TIAA Cref. Um, uh, Trans International American Association. <laughs> Craig? <laughs> what Mike said. Okay. All right, no. It is, is the... Teachers Insurance and Annuity Association. Oh, the the CREF was the College Retirement Equities Fund. Wow. Oh, okay, that's important. Okay, all right, <laughs> Craig. Last one of the of the base before we get to the bonus. Geico. Sure. That's the name of the little lizard. The little the little right, what's salamander. His, right. Yeah, Geico what, actually stands for something. Believe I it or not. Have, I don't know. Okay. Mike for the steal. Oh. Government Employee Insurance Company. Hey, look at that. That was a total wag. That's, you got it. Oh my. He's like, is it EI or IE? You you were sitting there looking at him as he typed that into the Google and you didn't know. He he was not. He was not. Okay. Liars. Liars. None of that matters. And here's the bonus question. Here's the bonus question. And this is is not a company, but it is something that maybe the two of you would know. Wait, this is for all the marbles, right? Uh, actually, like, no, you're ahead by one. Oh, we're not playing how we usually play. Okay. But it's worth two. Oh, okay. Great. I see what you... Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So we are. Yeah. Okay. But it's to me? No, this is for... This will be... Uh, your name is your brother. Okay. You ready? Sure. Um, just the first part of this, but <laughs> zip code. What's the zip for? I figured as architects, you guys might know this. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. That's me buzzing. Go ahead, Mike. Um, uh, z- uh, zone in postage. <laughs> Close, Craig. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was figuring Z had to be zone. It, it is. Z is zone. Okay, it is the zone improvement plan. That's where they got the zip. Huh. Now, why it's... Zone Improvement Plan code. Code. Sounds kind of stupid, but that's what... Well, it's the Zone zone Improvement Plan code. It's the code for your location in the Zone Improvement Plan. There you go. I guess. Okay. That concludes the quiz. Okay. (laughs) I figured you guys would have gotten more of those. Why would you think that? (laughs) 
Now, see, I would have, I would have said, I, I would have thought we would have gotten less because I, I got one on a guess. Oh. Well, Cricket said something, <laughs> and it was on one of your podcasts. Yeah, like where did this three, come like from? Like three ago, like three episodes oh. ago, some when you were some, and a a company acronym came up, and Craig, a company acronym, one of the acronyms that I might have been IBM even came up, and Craig said something like International Business Machines. Oh, something to that effect, and so I, oh, I wonder if they know what all the others are, or other ones. Because I was speaking That's to somebody po- it's recently. It's possible that came up back when I was rewatching uh, *Halt and Catch Fire*. Could be, but so in the I, very I, first season, they're about to get sued by international business machines. I had recently been speaking with somebody as well who, yeah. and we we're sort of talking about the acronyms and. Like, I didn't know that that's what that stood for. I said, yeah, a lot of these companies that have these acronyms, they actually stand for something. Just come up with random letters. Cool. That was good because we we only knew a few. You learned something. <laughs> that was good because we only knew, to, knew a few. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, it's boring if everybody gets yeah. every question right. Yeah. That's true, I suppose. And you know we gave the we gave the listeners the opportunity. There's probably listeners out there who are even now still screaming, "You are you people are idiots! Who doesn't know this stuff? Who doesn't know?" We're just rattling them off as TIA Krev. Duh! <laughs> I even knew the Krev part. That that was the only one that I, that was the only one that I had to look up to get the actual the actual terminology for it. You knew them all? Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at the brain on this guy. Uh, it's corporation stuff. So. <laughs> look, at, look at the big brain on Andy. <laughs> oh, Do you have time for a Kevin question? Oh, sure. Andy? Bring it on. All right. Because um, we're caught up now, and so if we don't do okay, it, we'll fall sure. behind again. 57 question. What are the official hours for brunch? I attest that 1030, uh, I'm sorry, 1130 a.m. is lunch hours. And we can no longer call it brunch. For it to be brunch, it has to be between 9 a.m. and 10.59 a.m. Thanks, Kevin. P.S. Don't give me the bullshit that if you order breakfast at lunch, it is okay to call it brunch. That wouldn't fly if you ordered breakfast at 6 p.m. It doesn't fly at noon. Okay. My answer (laughs) is twofold. First of all, my answer to when brunch is... Yep. As you were reading that, before you got to Kevin's response, my response was, I was thinking in my head, between 9 a.m. and 10.59 a.m. I was literally thinking that. So I'm in agreement, Kevin. However, wow. I am also of the opinion that you are allowed to uh, combine the bruh with other, with other words because there's nothing better than Brinner. Breakfast for dinner, oh, yeah. there's nothing better. Breakfast for lunch, breakfast for brunch, breakfast for dinner, breakfast all day long, and all night. That's what <laughs> Denny's is for, I, right? I, I say that brunch must start between nine thirty and ten thirty. So you're you're affixing That's a start a time but not window. an end time. That's correct. Brunch may overlap with lunch. It, in, in, if it's a, if it's a really good brunch with a lot of mimosas, then it'll probably absolutely spill into lunch. <laughs> Oh, uh, but it has to start between nine thirty and ten thirty. Is um is brunch one of the Hobbit meals? Breakfast, second breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> oh, then there was elevensies. Elevensies, I think they call it. Yeah, elevensies lunch. Right. 
breakfast, afternoon tea, dinner, supper. Right? Is that all of them? Breakfast, second breakfast, elevensies, luncheon, afternoon tea, dinner, supper. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay, okay, so I don't believe in brunch. I believe in elevensies. <laughs> so invalid which question, Kevin. A, which one would argue can start at eleven? <laughs> <laughs> thus, thus shooting down Kevin's. Uh, although I mean, actually, you know, it, it fits with Kevin's because like it's brunch up until eleven, then at eleven it becomes elevensies. Yeah. So, so should... for for Kevin, it's uh, the uh, Hobbit brunch's second breakfast between nine and ten fifty nine. Right. That's exactly because sure. they they have times on here: seven a.m. breakfast, nine a.m. second breakfast, eleven a.m. obviously elevensies. Okay. One yeah. p.m. luncheon. 4 p.m., 6 p.m., 8 okay, p.m. Okay, so Hobbit brunch is second breakfast. Yep, apparently. Okay. <laughs> but I believe, anybody, in, I believe anybody, in 11 Z's, Right, though, but if so. anybody was going to be able to properly define when it is to eat and what to call it, it would be the Hobbits. <laughs> That's so. right. They have determined the names and yes. the times already. Yeah. Anything we do is invalid. Right, and they, are, they, are, they will be the experts. I like that answer. There you go. Kevin. Sure. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got no fight in me. <laughs> did you hear that internet? You wore Craig out. You you did. This last week has kicked my ass a couple different ways. And today Craig is podcasting without pants. That's not an entirely untrue assumption. Because <laughs> you're wearing shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the john. Is no, you'd be able to hear the echo were. if I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tile. Do you have the uh, do you porcelain that section from Do You Embarrass Easily? What? The Monty Python Do You Embarrass Easily. Oh. Yeah, there's a whole section in there with basically a bathroom echo <laughs> and yeah. sound effect. Do you embarrass easily? <laughs> tits, uh, tits all right. I think that's about it, right, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sitting across from me so I didn't have to. It was disturbing. <laughs> Rotate my head another 45 degrees that way. Um, Craig, thank you for making the effort of waking up and going to my laptop <laughs> and, and skipping uh, second breakfast and 11Zs. Yeah, and not coming over there and getting you potentially sick. That, You're welcome. That too. Thank you. Much appreciated. Given given your uh, health issues as of late, you were sick for how many weeks? You were you announced it every time on the show. How many I'm, days? I'm, it was like two months. I still, think you were. I'm still about. recovering. I think we're in month three now. Hmm. All right. My yeah, getting old is fun. fun. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they can find us at nerdburgershow.com. At Nerdburger Show on the Twitters and the Facebook. Um, I'm at Nerdburger Mike. He's at Nerdburger Craig. And he doesn't do Twitter. And check out at Scabby Beaver for all your <laughs> STD Awareness Month needs. Craig. And uh, yeah, you can go to drivethroughrpg.com again to buy Murders and Acquisitions. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about game stuff. And uh, yeah, there's more stuff coming down the road. We'll talk about that when we get there. On the next episode of Nerdburger, um, Craig shows up fully rested, healed up, well, unsick, all that stuff, because he rubbed Korean foreskin and urine and blood smear on his face all day, all week, leading up to the next podcast. 
No placenta or milk schmears? I'm going to save that in case uh, I have a resurgence of my illness. And I also, I'm low on placenta. I need to go to the store. <laughs> I just checked my placenta crisper. <coughs> and uh, and it's empty. I have no placenta in my placenta crisper. So I'll, I'll you know, take care of You that. know Whole Foods is going to be selling that pretty soon. Yeah, and it's going to be really expensive. But you'll be able to get it drone lifted to your front door mm-hmm. by Amazon. When I was a kid growing up and I wondered about what the future would be like, I never once thought, hmm, placenta delivery. Via <laughs> robotic helicopter. No, no, no. Placenta delivery. Just at all. Period. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> I think I felt that one. You and me both, buddy. <laughs> Bottle that up quick. Sell it to a celebrity. Make a million dollars. Schmear my right. phlegm on your face. Ar- architect phlegm. <laughs> Con phlegm. From, from an architect. Sure. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, good night, everybody.